0: <laughs> Sandcast, we're back at it, people. December edition it is almost Christmas, even though we're recording about a week or two before you're hearing this. True. So let's see. What, this will come out.
1: Then uh, this will be everybody's Christmas present.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> we got Mark Burek here as your Christmas present. <laughs> Mark Burek in the house, people. This one's brought to you by Wilson, as always. Our favorite ball. We actually have these new mini balls in the studio today. And they're pretty cool. We got a pink yep. one. Both have the new spin technology. So uh yeah, first pink one on the market right here. Love yeah. that detection. We got it. Sitting <laughs> loved the sitting detection. There with Mark yeah. <laughs> I loved uh,
2: how that was like anytime that we had like a bad pass or a bad play in white. Oh, spin yeah. detection
1: te- no, I didn't get it. Just I didn't couldn't, see it. <laughs> I couldn't understand which way it was spinning. <laughs>
0: How <laughs> am I going to pass that? Here's your excuse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the old school. They're just the white Wilsons. It's, no, Spalding's. The white Spalding's.
0: Yeah, back in the... They're yeah. done
1: now, right? Spalding's done. I think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Are they just... The whole company's gone? I don't I don't know
1: if I heard the rumor right. Well, no. If, if Wilson, like, bought the them out yeah. of their rights mm. in the U.S., or if they, like, negotiated a deal, we're like, no, we're going to be the only volleyball producers. Yeah, yeah. I think... Well, they got the NBA, so I That's think they're doing good. all right. Smart. Yeah. I also don't see
2: any reason why anybody would play with a Spalding. Like, no one uses anything but Wilson's now from, as far as I know. Yeah. I mean, CVA is Wilson, the AVP is Wilson. There's no, like, FIVB upward mobility. Yeah, it's
1: no, It's like you if can't you get scale used to, with the McCausse. Yeah, yeah, you can't quality. scale it up. Yeah, because you can, like, get used to hacking jump serves. Yeah. Um, Hit and as hard as you want. It's coming down. Yeah. <laughs> and then you try that with a, with a real ball, and it's like, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I don't even remember what a Spalding was like to play with.
1: Kind of like cubish.
0: Oh, it, was it the black and white one? Yeah. 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 ball. So yes. Panely. Those, those are kind of fun, though.
1: They're the kind black, of fun when they're brand new, but as soon as they're like two weeks old, like the ridges are yeah. like hard and, and they're popping thing, hard lines. Uh, when it gets
0: wet and <laughs> yeah. the rain gets on it, then it like sinks in and the ridges are just like huge. And all that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that. Well, the old ones used to be like that too, though. They used to have those big ridges, the old white ones you remember the ones the old school guys used to uh, be before my time them.
1: <laughs> I don't when remember I those first started I remember like the, like the white and yellow with no borders you no, talking about that before
0: one the, before like the all the, white no <laughs> uh, oh. white yeah. and yellow it was all white Wilsons <laughs> yeah and they were kind of like that Spalding the
1: castaway volleyball
0: yeah. yeah. That's the way exactly. <laughs> if
1: you have a collection of volleyballs out there and you'd like us you know, if you'd like to send to Sandcast yeah. a timeline Without of volleyballs, how dope really would fun, that be? Actually. You could like put that right up there. Of
0: like the old, Just, every you go to
1: Holyoke, Massachusetts yeah. and you get the eight pound leather volleyball that <laughs> we they
2: have. We get the uh, the Wilson Volleyball Museum in the studio.
1: They probably have that at Holyoke, like the evolution probably, of, yeah. of volleyballs?
0: Yeah. Is that that where it is? Holy Oak?
1: Holy Oak, Massachusetts. You've been? Been there.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. If anyone's been there, it's you. (laughs) I had to. I feel like you've had every beach volleyball experience there is to have. Pretty close. At every level, you just checked it off the box.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm down for adventures. (laughs) (laughs) If if there was something kind of calling or something that I was like, not everybody gets the opportunity to do this, uh, I'm I'm for Mm -hmm. sure signing up. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, a bunch of them have been in coaching, bunch of them have been in playing, and pff, it's all just been a blast.
2: Yeah, like I just found out, like ten minutes ago, that you
1: played in Norway for two years. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, played uh, two years in Sweden, two years in Norway. Okay. Um. So I learned Swedish, and then I didn't pick up Norwegian that well. I was like, I was super hyped up. I came out of college and I was going into my first pro season, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, I got to learn the language before <laughs> I go." And, you know, like going through um, what was it like Rosetta Stone oh, yeah. and like learning that language before. I think I don't know if we had iPhones when I got out of college. Two thousand eight. You went to did Jordan, smartphones I think happen? In I think it came out like right then.
0: Maybe.
1: Okay, so I, I definitely seven, had a flip. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, I learned all the words and the greetings and everything. And they just look at me like an idiot and they're like, yeah, how you doing? That's, that's great. But, um, you don't need to speak Swedish for us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're
1: using like English words with five syllables and I'm like, all right, you've surpassed me. (laughs) It's crazy. Like every time I go
2: to another country, like I just hear them like talking in four different languages and then English is totally fine. And I'm like, yeah, hola, that's all I got.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hola.
1: I like traveling a little bit, um, yeah. I like it a lot of it, but I find that once you're already in there and that you're forced into it, you, you just find it back. Like I'll find my high school Spanish quick, yeah, right? If I'm in Mexico or if I'm in Spain or Costa Rica. Yeah, or something when you like have like that. a total like immersion experience, like
2: it comes back fast, and you also learn really fast because you have to. Yeah, in certain situations. Yeah, yeah this is pretty fun.
1: Yeah.
2: What have, uh, What were some of your favorite adventures of this past year? oh,
0: man, what happened Well, Well, You went to what, Cambodia with Ian. Went with to Cambodia. Cambodia. A little two-star. Have you, was... have you, like, written out all of your adventures over the years? Like, if we asked you, like, do you think you could even come up with all of them? Because there's, I mean, every year, you're, like, on the, you're not just on, like, just on the tour. Like, yeah. a lot of times, I'm just on the tour mm. ever since our New Zealand adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Good times. Jumping off bridges. But you're, like, on on this tour, that tour, but then also, like, this grassroots tour, and then, like, playing in this one over there, and then, I don't know. I feel like your list would be so long.
1: Maybe I should write it down someday.
0: I Um, know, because I was going to ask, and I was like, there's no way he can rattle off everything. (laughs) Yeah. You could rattle off a few of them, but... Yeah, Yeah, because I
1: played, like, I played a tournament on the Austrian tour, like, just the Austrian tour. I played a couple tournaments on the French national tour definitely on the Norwegian and Swedish national tours. Um, mm. and then yeah, FIVB, Norseka, AVP, Pottstown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, grass tour.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just had trouble saying no to tournaments. Right. And like I said, like trouble saying no to an adventure or a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, it's too much fun. There's too much world to go and see when, and just like say no. And yeah, yeah. Volleyball is your, either your ticket or your excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? Right. Yeah. For sure. I think I think I love the fact that even if I'm just going somewhere to travel, that I'll kind of hunt down my local volleyball contacts yeah. or like put it out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Because if you got a, a sport or a hobby like volleyball and you're pretty good at it, you have built-in friends wherever you go. You know, they could never have met you before, but because you excel at like a, a social hobby or sport. Those people will just gravitate towards you and they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, come to Arco, come to Arco. And then you play with them for two, three yeah. hours and then they're like, oh, why don't you come out to this bar afterwards? You don't even have to do all the tourism right. stuff yeah. and like
0: wonder where you have to go because yeah. your built-in friends will bring you. It's like when we went to New Zealand. We like ended up staying everywhere for free and like this family like brought us in and took us to their, yeah. their like lake house and cooked us a rack of lamb. And like we were just like fully it's dialed. Awesome four of us well, We were just do the O'Day either. brothers yeah. were
1: just like every time there wasn't a practice or like right after practice they'd be like yeah we're just going to this 100 foot waterfall to jump yeah. off it you want to come on a 60 foot bridge to jump off it you want to yeah. come we're like yes we're,
0: <laughs> we're like do you guys just jump off shit like, that's, that's all shit. they do <laughs> <laughs> every day it was like we're going to jump off this uh, you want to come jump off this we're like you just jump is that what you do here <laughs> it was pretty awesome yeah that was, that was it and then run yeah. to the top of Mount Monganui. Manganui, that yep. Was it? Dude, being on a volley trip with Mark Burek and Will Montgomery <laughs> a whole month, you're like you're just adventuring outdoors volleying I and just that. that's it
1: and a little bit of competitiveness yeah a, a little, little bit
0: a little bit I of ridiculousness we raced to the
1: top of mount montanui oh twice sure. i
0: think i think i like jogged behind probably <laughs> 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 yeah go ahead and race <laughs> no, <you> twice <laughs> right
1: I, that was my first time like what? meeting try was in new zealand and it was so funny am i don't know if you're like this anymore but we would be like a solid hour and 35 minutes into practice and then like the court's this way, and he's on the other side, and I would just see him just kind of like the ocean's over there. Yeah. And he would just like start like wanting to go to the ocean in yeah. between yeah. points. He would like take two steps towards that and then remember that we're still practicing. Yeah. And yeah we I done? It's so funny. Like, the you waves can't are get good. out of the ocean. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like I keep, when the waves are good, it's bad because then you're, you're like watching, especially in Cali in the mornings because the wind's just dead. Yeah. And as the day goes on, the wind starts picking up. I'm like, oh, the waves are getting worse. Like, I'm not going to get my two nice rides yeah. after practice. Especially
2: now in, like, the winter when the waves are... The waves are better, like, in the winter months, Winter's right? good, yeah. At least from what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. I'm not a surfer, but I do know, like, what a good wave Look looks like. Look at you. Like. Maryland's <laughs> got great surf. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maryland's got great surf. I did not grow up on the water. What? The, the East Coast does have a no, pretty good surfing. Pretty right sure there.
0: he was joking. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that was sarcasm what, well, red? Don't, don't go even one. try it, there. <laughs> <laughs> well, a boat,
0: a boat drove by once and made a really made nice a, wake. Made a big one. <clears throat> the
2: wave, left breaker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a left breaker, A-frame. Drop, Dropping <laughs> as many surf right like <laughs> now,
2: that's the only one I got. <laughs> I don't know, uh, know any. so bad. But
0: that New Zealand trip was pretty epic. That was like my um, introduction to being a beach volleyball player. Because hmm. I was playing overseas, and then... Puerto Rico's a half year, so I had something to do with the ha- extra half of my season. I could go overseas and play another half somewhere else, mm-hmm. or take Will up on this New Zealand to- beach volleyball tour. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I got to do yeah. this. Yeah. And then Jeremy and Mark uh, also decided to go. So it was just four of us with one car, driving on the wrong side of the road, <laughs> and just... It's awful. It was uh, so funny. It yeah, cause was pretty me and, hilarious.
1: Me and Jeremy both got knocked out of a qualifier like earlier than we wanted to, and we were sulking <laughs> at the bar next to the qualifier courts. Yeah. And uh, I, I just remember you guys remember Hans Dolphus? Mm. Know the name? Yes. He was like the AVP. If, if there was social media when he was around, he would be like you guys, like he would be the one just like blowing up social media and doing it. He created like this thing called the hot stove where he had the inside, uh, the inside look at all partnerships and breakups and everything. Uh So you'd wait for his like YouTube or video to release and he would show like a picture, like a real picture of, uh of two players and they'd be like this partnership is over <laughs> and <laughs> he would hold it over his stove <laughs> <laughs> and <he'd> burn it <laughs> and then he would go and, and say like the, what's next on the rumor mill we should and do that was man
0: we got to bring amazing it back <laughs> because
1: he <laughs> was, was just great. like at the inside and people like as soon as you hear something on the beach like um who, who's just decided to play together oh like Tim and Theo and you know he'd like release a video and, or he'd Theo, run to Theo's yeah. house and knock on the door and be like I heard you play on the 10 next season and like <laughs> oh, shove a fake and microphone in his them. face <laughs> yeah wow that's awesome we need some more of that yeah Yeah. but
2: um now's the perfect time to do it because everyone's breaking up and getting new partnerships yeah. you've got Chase and uh Kane and Casey and Troy and Tim and Theo and now the trickle down effect Tim and is Theo is an interesting one we'll see Tim's
0: cause Tim's not on Tim's the world sh- tour so what is that's Theo what I was thinking I didn't think here? that could
2: happen yeah um, I talked to Theo yesterday actually and he was like I just really want to have fun he's mm-hmm. like I'm done missing AVPs uh-huh. like AVPs are the most fun events by far yep. and he's like I'll try to pick up someone to play like maybe four or five international events. Oh, so I like, see. You know, keep if his Ryan He doesn't want to travel to one, like, hey, Miles, like, what are you doing? Let's train for two days and go. Mm.
0: And then he's going to keep his points up the first two years of the quad and then Wait probably to get back into the Olympic race. He bails after the Olympic, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm kind of jealous. Like, he's going to go play AVPs and, like, commit to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And Timmy Mongren's legit. Behind a really good block, they they could steal a tournament for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, big
0: time, easily. And I think that
1: Steel won one, he's won what one? He won Seattle with,
0: he beat beat me okay in Huntington one year. He did say that his favorite volleyball
2: memory was uh winning Seattle with Billy against Trevor and Taylor after uh being down 8 3 in the third. Oh, yeah, (laughs) so good. He loves to rub that in Trevor's face. So he's got
0: (laughs) two. Has anybody
1: not? (laughs) <laughs> of rubbing something into his face <laughs> I love oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: for sure for sure <laughs> it's a good point
2: yeah, I just think Theo needed someone to like give him some love you know and Tim Bomber is like the most supportive guy on the planet oh man he, <laughs> like, like, Theo's played he's is so like, nice like Nick Luceno
0: when Nick was like at his fieriest yeah. and then that's what happens when you play with the ba- I don't feel bad yeah. for Theo he's played with every great defender yeah, that we've for sure. had for the last 20 years yeah that's true all of them yeah but they're going to ride you hard. Yeah. And they have. Yeah. Especially for Theo, who kind of <laughs> yeah. does his own thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so now he's got Timmy. I'm, I'm excited to see that team. I think it'll be it be interesting.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to see Theo have fun.
0: Yeah. 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 For sure. That'll be good.
2: How's your offseason been, though? You have been, you said you got out in the sand, like, first full practice today. Uh, what you know, you like, have you been up to since
1: Hawaii? Since Hawaii, um, so... I run a company called Volley Camp Promosa, yep. just bring players out to California. Mm-hmm. And coming out, you guys all knew it was like a little bit of a pain to figure out where to practice yeah. and figure out ugh, who to get you, who to get you a coach and a court and whatever. So yeah. you just end up playing alone, right. not like serving one ball on one court. So I started a company five years ago and we run camps out in California, um, All the time, and now we have local classes going, so now it's non stop classes. So it's been a ton of fun, um, in adventure, in business, and finance, and things that I never thought I would get into. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's pretty exciting and fun, yeah. Um, and I've been working hard on that, and because of that, I probably swing it like. Three times as many balls as right. any other player. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. You know, like feeding. I've had to teach myself how to how to pick up balls because it, it screwed my back. I was picking up thousands of balls right. like the wrong way. Um, <laughs> every year, swinging at tons of tons of balls, and then you're out in the sun constantly. Yeah. So the first three and a half years, I just roasted myself. Yeah. I would show up to tournaments and just be like, oh, an off day. <laughs> and that's like not the place you want right, to be right. <laughs> when you're getting into a tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's built now and it's starting to carry itself. Yeah. Um, and we took this offseason to really build some more systems to yeah. get more players in and to build some online courses so that um, I can help people get better at beach volleyball without actually being there in person. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're doing the online courses. That's awesome. So, pretty pumped about that and haven't, haven't practiced at all. Yeah. Just lifting, getting stronger, um, and putting weight on my back again, which is yeah. it's a good feeling.
2: Yeah, it's, it's nice for sure. It's nice to just get back in the sand strong. and everything, nothing hurts. Yep. It's like, wow, this is what it's supposed to feel
0: like. Yeah. I'm in the exact same place. Just lifting and being like, oh, yes, finally, like putting this muscle back on. Yeah. It feels amazing. Oh. You feel like you're not going to break yourself every time like you yeah. dive or whatever. Yeah. Or at least have the potential to break yourself. Right. I got like a 225
1: power clean, which isn't like close to what my lifetime max is, but it was just nice just yeah, to yeah. throw some weight around yeah. and be like, ah. getting that extra 45
2: on there is just a good mental mm. milestone. I'm oh, like, yeah. Yep. Two big plates. <laughs> yeah. Let's go.
1: <laughs> and then all the meatheads look at you in the gym and they're like, what's you throwing it around?
0: <laughs> you just push it and pull it. <laughs>
1: meatheads are fun (laughs) i like being the guy making noise yeah Yeah,
0: for sure
2: how uh how did you go about founding um volley camp hermosa because like you said like you didn't really expect to get into the world of like finance and everything so and five years ago which in my mind you had it established before i moved here so in my mind like you've just been doing it forever but really Mm. it's
1: not that long um traveling to enough places And seeing, like, everybody run classes and courses differently. And then I worked for a lot of uh, vacations, like volleyball vacations. A Swiss one, a Swedish one, a German one. So um, all these, like, volley tours is one of my favorite. They're now volley tours, but they run camps in Spain. Um, And I became the head coach of that for a while. And I said, All right. I can do this too, Yeah. but I could do it where everybody knows that they need to go to get better at volleyball. Mm, yeah. Like, Everybody in the world will f- always think of California as like...
0: It's the proving grounds kind of That's thing. That's where you got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And since I knew I was done with indoor um, and I wanted to move out here, I was like, well, I could supplement myself for a while and at least pay for tournaments and feed myself through coaching. Right. And so I just kind of went for it. And I just knew how much of a pain it was for somebody to really like want to get better um, and not have any direction for it. Yeah. And in my mind, it started out as like a volleyball hostel. Where like, I was, there were going to be eight to 15, like 22 to 28 year olds who had just finished indoor, just finished college and wanted to come out and just like grind. And they're all going to live together in one house. So at one point I had Th- I was renting three different apartments and like airbnb them and using them for the camps. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. These apartments had four like bunk beds in them. I had one yeah. master bedroom that had four sets of bunk beds. <laughs> so we had like eight people <laughs> sleeping oh there. God it was so much fun and so crazy. Yeah. Like I was like cleaning toilets. I'm sure the neighbor loved you for the next turnover and everything.
0: Neighbors just loved you.
1: Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, I got evicted from one place and I was like, there's nothing in your, in your lease that says I can't like release it. Yeah. So I did it like all legally, but they just didn't like that I was doing it. Um, and then eventually I gave it to hotels and I was like, I can do this without needing all the other stuff. Mm, Um, but I, you know, I also wanted the experience of like mentoring yeah. some young players was totally. just like, oh, okay, I can live with somebody who's passionate about the sport yeah. so that we're all living in a place where like each person helps each other grow. Yeah. So that was the initial thought right. and that's still happening. Um, but in order to do that, I would have had to catch every single 23 year old and every one of them would have had to like want to pay that fee and, you know, live in that house. And that model just didn't work to sustain just itself. Yeah. So we had to, like, move to local classes and things like that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you still, you have a little volley hostel right now. You got, is yeah. Logan Weber in the casa? I got, I got, I got a spare room. And
1: um, uh, Lacey and Torn, you got a house of volley players? Yeah. Uh, we still, Logan Weber lives in my house. Yeah. Um, Ricky Crutop, who is an Air Force guy, but now he's a... Uh, Ricky,
0: Ricky Crutop. Crutop. <laughs> yeah. Is that a real person? That's his real name. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He was, he was probably, he like, without a jets? In my life, he,
0: yeah.
1: it would have been, like, ten times harder to get onto a volleyball court in San Diego. But he, like, he was one of those key guys that if I didn't meet him, I yeah. would have spent an extra week, like, asking people to play. But he just inserted me into a group. So, again, yeah. I, I realized, like, if certain people didn't treat me really well, mm-hmm. I w- it would have been such a pain for me to find the right players. Right. So that was it but yeah um, and then uh, we've had a bunch of people at that house since like Alex Valkenhorst has stayed with us um, yeah, Thomas nice. Kuhnert stayed with us Pierre Besse, so like top player from Germany top player from Austria top player from um, France uh, it's I don't know it's fun I like having that spare room uh, A because I get to work in it and then B because it's like you know what there's a place that where a volleyball person can yeah. just right, 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 come right. and stay yeah. that
0: is cool
2: yeah, that's sure. one of my favorite parts about traveling for tournaments is like people like people see the avp schedule and so like random people in Austin would be like hey like love your podcast have a couch if you want it I'm like this is great, great. yeah and like when I went to um uh Israel you like this one uh I was just so I was there a day before uh Tim Brewster Delaney and Melissa got there so I just had mm-hmm. like one ball and mm-hmm. then, so I was just like literally, like, hitting standing shots, like, on the court, just, like, get the touch, and I was super bored and really jet-lagged and didn't want to fall asleep. Yeah. And so these uh, Austrian guys came up to me and were like, hey, um, i recognize like you're american like are you travis i heard your voice and (laughs) and they're like we love the podcast and so they were like yeah like and i told them i was like yeah like my buddies aren't coming in like till tomorrow so they were just like here like come get lunch with us like spent the day with like these austrian people just like couldn't have been any nicer built-in friends and like listen to the podcast like love you guys (laughs)
1: you're great built in friends
0: it's so so cool all right we're gonna pause here and take a quick second to acknowledge our lovely sponsors. Support for Sandcast comes from a new sponsor,
2: Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, which, in beach volleyball, this is a well-groomed sport. You want to be looking good out there, which is why our code for 20% off is look good, play good. And you also want Manscaped because everyone knows or probably knows a guy who has had a uh, a troubling Manscaped story. I had a, a buddy in my fraternity who used scissors down there, and it just doesn't Work all that well all the time, and that's why you have Manscaped here to help you out. It's redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. You don't need that in your life, trust me. Manscaping accents are finally a thing of the
0: past. Try well, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, (laughs) that's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You're already using deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not using deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Go ahead and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code lookgoodplaygood at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job, ladies and gentlemen. Your balls will thank you. So that is 20% off with free shipping
2: at manscaped.com and use the code look good, play good today.
0: Speaking of balls, Travis Wilson just came out with a new ball. That's the new optics ball with the OPTX technology. It's definitely been my favorite ball since I was a kid. I used to play with Wilson back at the Outrigger canoe club, as everyone's heard many times over the podcast. And, uh, Honestly, the Wilson's the best ball in the world. If you talk to any of the athletes, the Americans, they all want to be playing with the Wilson. There's a reason that those are the balls you're seeing out on the beaches, whether it's California or Florida or somewhere in between. The Wilson ball is the go-to, and now there's a completely different look that is built to make you perform better, to see the ball better, but it's the same feel. So go to Wilson.com, get yourself a new ball, because if you don't have a new ball, then you're just... You're just that guy on the beach or girl. And use promo code WilsonSand to get your discount today. I'd like to take this moment to let all of you know about Firefly Recovery, something that I take on the road with me when I'm traveling. I usually use it on the plane because you know how your legs get all swollen when you're traveling across the world, is a way for us to recover faster with increased blood flow. There's these knee straps and they have these nerve stimulators on them and basically it helps you recover and you'll see a lot of beach volleyball players wearing them and uh, you need to get yourself a pair today at fireflyrecovery.com all right everybody now it's time for your pacific coast wealth management olympic update it's been quite a grind in this 2019 season and the season is finally over so we are officially in the off season the top american team is taylor crab and jake gibb and they're in the eighth spot in the world triborn yours truly and Trevor are in the 10th spot. Meanwhile, Philip Dahlhauser and Nick are in the 17th spot, still looking to fill two more finishes uh, to get their 12th. And then on the women's side, April Ross, as always, is in the second spot with Alex Kleinman. They've been dominating this year. But in the fifth spot, Carrie Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. In the sixth spot, Sarah Sponsel and Kelly Clays. Yes, the American women are absolutely stacked, and in the seventh spot, Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman. It is going to be an insane qualification year in 2020. We're all looking forward to it. Hopefully, Born and Crab are there. Aloha, and now back to the show.
1: Ah, it's so nice to travel and just have just a hook or a reason to talk to somebody. And even if like you carry and you you put a, a volleyball, just tie it to your backpack. Yeah somebody's randomly just going to come and talk to you and be like, play volleyball.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, totally. and
1: it, it's, it's not imposing or anything. It's just like, yeah. hey, we, we already have something in common and you're reaching out to the people, you know, you're going to like anyway.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a good, it's <laughs> has a good one, man. Yeah, I love it. It was,
2: yeah. When You were at George Mason. Like, did you envision the very winding path that like your life has taken since then? Just like jumping on <laughs> random national tours and like advent jumping off bridges in New Zealand and starting <laughs> a business in Southern California. And,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not not maybe not the business part, but uh, right. I Venture. I had a travel bug kind of my whole life. Yeah, um, my dad it was funny. I there was one of these like travel abroad semesters at University of Delaware where I went to first and um, I forget what the class was, but you went to go zorbing in New Zealand and zorbing is when you go I inside remember. like a giant clear bubble and mm-hmm. they roll you down a hill. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I want to do that, and my dad's like <laughs> looking at this. He's like. This is a $14,000 one month semester and you're going to go... Zorbing Zorbing. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to spend that. You're not going to go there. Yeah. I have complete faith that you're going to go and find your own way to New Zealand. He'll zorb there um, one day. And it won't cost you $12,000. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, so, no. <laughs> yeah. So he said no and then um, whatever. I, I, I ended up at George Mason. And yeah, I... Pff, once I like, really caught the volleyball bug, I was like, I'm taking this as far as I can because I yeah. went from club at University of Delaware and I begged a bunch of colleges to like let me try out. And one coach after Fred Chow at George Mason, after like contacting him five or six times, he finally answered the sixth time. He's like, oh yeah, I think you got your tape somewhere. And he's like, you can come try out, but yeah. I don't think you're... And I was like, I'm there. See ya. Uh-huh. <laughs> Later. <laughs> um, so I transferred, and he basically put me on the team because I hustled my ass off and talked a lot of shit, but I was not, like, skillfully ready to be there. He just yeah. liked that I talked enough smack in a fun way that, like, lit right, fire right under some people's yeah. asses. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was uh, Hudson there? Yeah. You were with Hudson Bates, right? Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. Yep. got it. So he was already there. He had transferred from Long Beach um, mm-hmm. State back back home. Got it. And uh, yeah, he was he was the big dog at that time. Literally. He, he's always been a big dog. <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> he, he's huge. Yeah. And now he's um, associate head coach at Ohio State. Oh really? I oh. should know. He's like one of my best friends. So, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah. now he's now a men's coach at Ohio State. Uh-huh. Um, and it was funny to... no, nah, I can't say that.
0: <laughs> can't um, tell that I think, story. I think,
1: yeah, I think just some uh, some places' recruiting tactics are similar from when you're going to be a player and when you're going to be a coach. Yeah. Like imagine being recruited as a player and the players showing you a great time. Yeah. He said that the coaches and alumni welcomed him in like a really great, <laughs> great, fun way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he got in the crew. Yeah.
2: I um, thought he'd have been a Virginia guy forever. He seemed, like, pretty content out there. Yeah,
1: he he always knew he wanted to be a coach as well. Yeah. Um, he, he can't get out of volleyball. He, he loves it too much. Yeah. And he's just, like, somebody who people follow naturally. Yeah. Like, if you look at him, you talk to him, you meet him, and you hang out with him long enough, you're like, you can run into a burning building that's, like, currently collapsing, and I'll yeah. follow you. Yeah, <laughs> um, So, he's, yeah, he's definitely a good dude.
2: Yeah. Well, you have a similar passion for volleyball in that, like, you seem like you're not going to get out of volleyball. <laughs> Where did
1: this know. start? Um, lately, it's been... I love volleyball, like, dearly, yeah. but I also don't, at the end of my life, I don't want it to be, this guy was a Everything. volleyball player. Yeah. Right, right. And that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Part of, like, the adventure stuff is... Uh, my favorite professor in, in college got a, got his professor position, not because he was, like, super smart in any one field, but because he had done so much. Yeah. Like, he was, like, one of the first guys in a submarine. Um, He was, like, a scuba diver. He worked on, like, a nuclear power plant. He flew planes for whatever reason. He had, like, all of these crazy (laughs) stories. And University of Delaware goes, that's pretty cool. You want to teach stuff? (laughs) He's like, yeah. Um, And I kind of always envied him, somebody who had just done so many different things in so many endeavors yeah um it's tough to be if not impossible to be the absolute best at each one of those but mm-hmm. you can be great yeah at all of them if you've got the work capacity and uh so i don't know if i'm going to end my life coaching volleyball i know right. that like my passion is in seeing somebody improve whether that has to be volleyball or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do know that I get a kick out of like teaching my nieces and nephews chess and then like yeah. seeing them learn that, like that fires me up. Yeah. Right. So maybe it'll translate to something else. Yeah. And then building this business has been fun and it's, I'm learning like a lot of tools that I can be like my brothers and friends. They're like, Oh, how do I do this? I was like, Oh, set up this, 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 and this. And there you go. And right. You have yeah. The first six months of your business. That's
0: cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's fun. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might play for another 10 years. So I might play for another four or five Well, the good thing months. is,
0: eventually, your body's going to end your career for you. Yeah. Your playing career, at least. Yeah. So, we're all going to have to figure something else out. Yeah. And those other skills are going to be very handy. That's. I'm thinking the same thing, but I'm not you're exactly moving right on. Right here. Yeah, right there. Here we go.
1: Like the, the lessons that you learn and the relationships that you're developing just because you're putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. somebody's going to be like, oh, you've been on camera in front of. By that time, you'll be in front of millions of people. They're gonna need you. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, perfect. It seems like yeah, you're set. You, <laughs> oh,
1: and you learn
2: like how to learn. 'Cause it seemed like like you're learning a bunch of different skill sets. And I think that that's why like that professor was probably an excellent because like he he just learned so many things. So mm-hmm. he just knew like the, the different modalities of learning and probably was able to express that really well in the classroom. Yeah. Whereas you're doing something like pretty similar, just like learning, you know, Zorbing. You know, I don't know if you've ever done it. <laughs> I still haven't done
1: Zorbing. Dude,
0: we drove. God damn it. <laughs> remember we went uh, to that, it was like a luau. I don't know what you call it in New Zealand, but we went to that, mm. that cultural place where they did the haka for us, and mm-hmm. we did the haka. Oh, yeah. When we were driving out there, we went past the big Zorbing thing. We did? Yeah, we did. You remember that? I do. <laughs> I we remember. also went bungee jumping that day. I do remember bungee jumping. We bungee jumped. It makes me so happy that we just said, uh, we went past the big zorbing thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know what zorbing was, because I was like, we drove past it. How did you not beating. stop us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We did Probably a lot of that day. Money. I guess I ended yeah, up I think...
1: bungee jumping, but...
0: We didn't yeah. have much. We had to decide, zorbing uh, or jumping off a cliff. <laughs> it's
1: so funny, just like looking at my friends who have like, been making a good six figures for
0: a uh-huh. few years. Yeah. like... You're... But then you're like, but what have you done? Right. <laughs> I <laughs> sat in this office yeah. and I grinded. You're like, well, yeah. I'm- i can tell you about most
1: countries. My girlfriend keeps getting mad at me. She's like, um, every time she's like, oh, we could go there. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so much fun because we can do... <laughs> bop, bop, bop. And she's like, you already been there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Where's a place that you haven't been that you want to go? Haven't that I really want to? Um, you know, s- Vietnam. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see like what my dad and my uncle went through. My uncle actually wrote a book uh, on on I Vietnam. Can... Yeah, he was a photographer. Awesome. Whoa. And uh, he had hundreds and hundreds of pictures um, from being in the infantry there. So <laughs> that's intense. I would like to go with my dad to to Vietnam. Oh, that'd so, be uh, cool. Pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of Africa. I'd really like to go like on safari.
0: Have you um, been to Africa?
1: I've only been to Tunisia in Africa
0: oh, that's yeah it's a little so different like than the northeast yeah safari part yeah. it's Cape more like Town the desert like one
1: of the greatest places ever
0: I went to Cape Town my first FIVB with Derek Olson and in, in Durban and then we drove to, it was the last event of the year so your last event of the year is like your start of your vacation it's, yeah and so we were in Cape Town for like two weeks and it was just like epic everything's like it's so cheap there it's like everything's half off they're just buying everything, <laughs> sushi and just living like a king. Put it in Tupperware to <laughs> so home yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. But then you can drive yeah, you can drive and do safaris, which is a crazy experience. And then you can drive uh up to these valleys and they have all these vineyards. So you're like mm-hmm. in these wineries and doing that whole thing and dude, it's epic.
1: I've never been to a winery. What? Really?
0: I know. I live in California. I've been to France <laughs> yeah. like
1: five times. I've been to Italy a few times. I live in California. I've never been to a winery. And I have a friend who owns a winery. <laughs> Dude, like, just not a winery? four hours more. Like, no, I'm I'm I, I, I love wine.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> the right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> But no, I've never been to one. And I do want to go. So uh, if you've got a winery and you want to do an official volleyball invite
0: <laughs> contact volley camp promosa you could do volley Volley, volley Winning, and, yeah, and we will
1: run an episode from the Viewpoint you the in your winery right yeah oh awesome yeah With be? A big, a little background glass of red
0: yeah <laughs> just put us up a few bottles of wine that's yeah. it. and, and it we easy. got you reaching <laughs> out
1: reaching out that's it Podcast Reach out sponsors. Location.
0: yeah That'd totally sweet actually yeah it'll be fun <laughs> i,
1: I, Could just, be I just stopped my off-season <laughs> habits <laughs> now, now i'm back into like getting clean again so, getting just, clean again getting clean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting clean just <laughs> not like just not drinking on football days <laughs> this, is <what laughs> Monday, this is what average this is what average people do every <laughs> friday, friday saturday day. so the problem is that they keep adding football days football days every and day. i have no control so yeah, and just, then taco tuesday like,
0: on wednesdays yeah. you're just clean though wednesdays. yeah wednesday's fine well, well, Wednesdays, Wednesdays you, you have Maction. If you're a fan of Mac football, you got a, they have college football. It's Mac. I don't, I don't
2: know. Uh, I, I don't even know, know that what the one. conference stands for, but it's like Middle Atlantic, Mid Atlantic Conference, I, probably. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just like kind of the mid-major All college on and, Wednesdays. Yeah, Maction. <laughs> All right, there you go. So oh now I got every day the week coming. It's <laughs> hilarious because like those games, the mid-major games are fun to watch. It's like, I mean, games will be like seventy-one to sixty-five. Because it's just like pretty bad football. It's all about
0: optional. Offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's great>. <laughs> <laughs> Faster team wins. They're yeah. like pitching and stuff. Yeah. Full rugby style. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, have you taken a
2: look at next year's schedule and starting to plan it out now that the FIVB is, I'm pretty
1: sure, finalized? But
2: I, I, wrote, know, I wrote
0: my schedule down yesterday. The
2: AVP, I don't know if you've
1: taken a look and start. I looked at like it. Broke um, it down. Every now and then I get a little heads up uh, because we run camps. Right at the end of each A V P. Okay. So I've known the A V P schedule for a little bit, or mm-hmm. at least half of it. But yeah. some of the dates were like in flux. Yeah. Right. Um. So that helped us build our camp schedule mm-hmm. right after that, and now I'll just start looking at the tournaments and seeing what's up this year. Yeah. I got uh, slightly disenfranchised last year, like going to Cambodia. Disenfranchised is that the word? I don't know. I, I like think it. Try and do it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, you go there, you travel, you spent a week and a one star, you can't come out positive if you travel for it. Yeah. And it's like, is this really professional volleyball? Like it's still the adventure. Cool, right. But I, I could throw down on some adventures without like right. going through all that stress. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it, what is it was especially discouraging
2: for me and actually a uh, note from that Cambodia tournament was. The wild cards for one stars the host country gets four automatic main draw wild cards wow so yeah so like me and tim brewster would have been like the six yeah in main draw we got bumped out into the qualifier and then snuck back in because two teams dropped but like you're getting four teams with zero points and right. like in cambodia they had women's teams that like lost 21 nothing yeah and it's like you're robbing like people who actually want to climb the ladder yeah. of legitimate spots just to put in a team that has never played volleyball it's like kind of like norseka-ish
1: it's for the for the whole of the sport it's probably good um to get their teams introduced to that yeah and, you know that way you don't uh, you don't have to like pay a team to come to say come and kick our team's butt for two months All which right. more federations and more teams should do yeah um like <coughs> younger teams should do like what basically what troy did and just, like, show up to the court, do whatever, practice for them, be a blocking dummy. Jeremy mm-hmm. Casebeard did that, too. Yeah. He was a serving and blocking dummy for maybe Lambert? Oh, really? Uh, like, no. That was too late. I forget who. Somebody in 2008 who was doing good,
0: good Stein, work. Stein, maybe? I know he's close to Stein. I think Stein was coaching the team that he was against.
1: Mm. Um, that, but you just show up, and you expect nothing. You expect to be given nothing and say, like, I'll give you everything. Whatever you need, and yeah. you're gonna learn yeah. straight from that. Yeah. Um, that's so valuable, and people people keep forgetting like that internships developed for a reason, right? Like redshirt seasons developed for a reason, yeah. and you just want to go out on the beach and be like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. How many players that I have to convince that they're doing like things the wrong way and technically inefficient? It's like get a coach. Let them just help you skip past all of this nonsense because if Phil Dahlhauser and Nick Lucena have a coach, but you say you don't need one. (laughs) You're a moron. (laughs) Like with all due respect, you're a damn idiot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I, I think people get a little bit too, too cocky too early. And then they also like don't want to spend the money or they're not sure. And then you spend one session with a quality coach and it gives you one piece of advice. And when you take one piece of advice from one practice, that's that's not one piece of advice that holds you for that point. That now gives you thousands of points for the rest of your career, mm-hmm, for the yeah. rest of your life. And then whoever you teach gives them thousands. Right. So if you get one solid piece of advice from one great coach, that's that's going to affect the rest of your career and that'll magnify and people think that one piece of advice is one piece of advice. It's not. Right. It's thousands of points.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's something you can build upon, that one piece of advice and then you apply it and then you're like, oh, and I can take it here from there. Right. Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of a big thing right now. Um, just coaching in general and like, it's growing. How, yeah, it should, I mean, it should be growing more. I think we talked about it with Mike Dodd yeah. uh, last week. Um, it's, there's a lot of coaches in the world tour i think they're doing like a little having creating like a little ballot to see like what players think um Mm. whether to put them in the box or not yeah they should be in the box you think Uh, so i mean i think so i just think the more knowledge in our sport the more the better the players are playing I i mean if you have an advantage because you have a good coach i mean that's most sports in the world right yeah like if popovich is your coach sorry all-star who plays for the Hornets (laughs) you're still gonna lose to some players that aren't as good as you because you have a good coach or whatever yeah but I think it's making the players better in general it's raising the the level of our sport and it's creating more opportunities within being a beach volleyball player now Mm -hmm. you can be a coach and the more people that are doing this as a full-time job the bigger the sport's gonna get Mm -hmm. I think And, and it seems like I mean, a lot of the coaches are fed up with it. Like, Dodd was talking about it to the extent where he's like, I put in all this time to coaching because I thought it was going to take off and I could really, like, do something great with it. Mm. And he's, like, really disappointed in that, like, it didn't turn into anything. Yeah. He just, and they don't get respect in terms of,
1: yeah, they don't. we're not
0: paying for your, house, your hotel. We're not paying for your, oh, oh every, you're going to fly there with your team? well, we're going to give the players a ride to the hotel, but you can find your own way. Yeah. and then you It's like, like, like heavy, a joke.
1: Blocky, like
0: and then where are the players s- like? Sleeping well, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, as you're like, sleeping yes, on Yes,
1: the- I'm on the highest level of beach volleyball yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah, we're vying for the Olympics. Yes, I sleep on the floor between my players. Right. While like, <laughs> well, I got a wife
0: and kids at home. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a joke. But luckily we have coaches like them who are, like, willing to do it, even though it's not financially right, really yeah, it's not, not giving like their value. to not sport the sport.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of ego in there, a little bit, where you're like, man, I can help these people. And mm-hmm. that feels good to a coach. Right. You know, it's just a different type of ego. It's like, yeah. it feels good for players to win. It feels good if you can help somebody win.
0: Right. Um, and you know, if you're a big part of it, like, you know, your players will let you know. Yeah. The public probably will never give you as much credit as you deserve. Agreed. But you, look at uh, tennis, but you look at other sports, like and the US coaches open do.
1: And they like, they're not in the box. They're not allowed in the box. Right. But it's nonstop camera clips to the coach. Like, right. This is their coach. This is their coach. Yeah. This is yeah, their that's team. True. And they're like, oh, I wonder what they're talking about now. And you, that's not what you see Dude, ever Jose, on Like, there's never one Our
0: coaches don't camera. have somewhere to sit most of the tournaments. Like, they're like. It's a problem. There's not even a coach's box. He should be sitting on the back, like on the sideline, not the back line, because then you're looking at everyone's calls and
1: they don't want you to be too close. Four seats near, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, on the world tour, you have everywhere to sit.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) No, but like in Mexico, like I I have no idea where Jose is. And he's like, did you see me? I was like up there with all, I'm like, dude, the stands (laughs) are packed and they're warming up. So they're literally on the court until the first whistle or like almost the first whistle so every seat's full. Like if the stands are packed, like the coach is like standing on the side, like next to a pole, like peeking his head out, which is like so ridiculous.
1: What do you think like the top two advantages, like if you can nail it to one word that that having a coach has done for you at, at any given point?
0: Oh man. I mean, first of all, you're, you're taking usually a, like in my case right now, I have Jose Loyola. He's one of the greatest players of all time. So everything I'm doing out there, he's already done it and better. <laughs> so like he can relate to anything I'm doing out there and give me his perspective on it, which is extremely valuable. It makes me feel more comfortable and like, oh, like, well, I mean, it, it also puts it in perspective to where I'm like, this is huge, this is big. And then I'm like, I mean, he's already like won. He has the record for winning the most world tour events in a row. And I'm trying to win one here. Like, this is a big deal. Like, it's huge for me, and it's a big deal in this day and age. But, like, there's bigger things. Yep. Like, let's just, like, you know, you got this. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the experience. Like, he, at practice, he's constantly, like, my coach used to tell me that. This is what Jim Mangus used to tell me. I used to play against Karch, and this is what he used to do. Why do you think this player was so good? Because he has all these experiences. Mm. So it's not even his knowledge sometimes. And then other times it's, it is his knowledge where it's like, I used to have one, sh- one hit that I was known for. Everybody knows I just hit angle over everyone because I jumped higher than everyone. And then he's like, but then they got on it and they started talking, Jose can only hit. So I developed this. Mm. And then they started talking, Jose can only hit and hit a cut shot. So then I developed the high line. And you know he's just like telling me based off his experiences how I can apply that to my game. And then they're seeing stuff from a completely different perspective off of the court like it's like when you watch film after you're like oh I really messed that up I did I I thought I thought I was being cool and like swaggy with like this (laughs) no look cut shot or whatever Mm -hmm. but it was really just a stupid play or whatever you know like I should have just put the ball down on the floor or or vice versa where you're like I thought that was really dumb and then you see it from the outside you're like actually that was logical like they picked it up but like I kept the ball in it was a smart play blah, blah blah whatever so they can give you that outside perspective in the moment. And if they're on the court with you, now that you're getting that information like every time out. Yeah. And they're even arguing like let the coaches talk during during the match, which I think would be, be interesting. At least to try it out. Yeah.
1: I don't need them running out there and complaining to the refs for me. But right, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll handle
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! That's my favorite part. Don't take this away from me. <laughs>
2: uh. Who have been and Alex
1: um, Volkert?
2: Alex
0: yeah, Volkert yeah. just posted oh something my God.
1: that he said like it's a picture of him yelling at, at the ref. He was and so he was bad like, in Mexico. He was, I'm not yelling at the ref. I'm just explaining to him why he's wrong. <laughs>
0: very very loudly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's funny, dude. If, if you watched our event in Mexico. Oh my God. <laughs> He was chatting with if the refs a lot. Any or of almost. his matches, not just yours. Like, yeah.
2: Jake and Taylor, like it was non-stop. He it's will like, not back dude, down from anybody. You should game. see him in
1: like his battles with the German Federation. Like He's just somebody who, when he sees something that he believes is wrong, right. does not see it another way mm-hmm. and will refuse to try to see it your way and he will let you know. Constantly that it's wrong. But he so, seems like
0: a pretty logical person at yeah, the same time. Very it's not like overly No, like, he's super
1: intelligent. Yeah. It's not like a bulldog.
0: Right. But he just he's like, You're wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, okay, but this no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's he's had like battles with the mm-hmm. German Federation and he's like, the way that you're doing this is dumb. It's hurting the players and it's not benefiting anybody. Right. And he goes, You need to change this and he will like he'll speak up. So mm-hmm. yeah. This guy I really respect and for sure. Uh, appreciate.
2: Yeah. Sorry, you're about to say. Oh, you're good. Uh, I was going to ask who were some of the coaches or players or anybody who has given kind of helped you when you were younger kind of in a
1: coaching or role Mm -hmm. model type role. This year, like I sat down, I said, I I don't want any volleyball. I don't want like to practice. Um, I hired uh, Rich Lamborn to come with me and Ian and I said, just sit down and do two hours of film with us. That's all I want, just Mm -hmm. two hours of film and check out, like, what you're seeing and what you're doing. And those two hours of film changed the entire way that we changed things because we were so focused on what we were doing the previous year and trying to get um, just, like, a different block defense lineup. Mm We are so focused on doing that, and it, like, still wasn't happening. And then it started happening, and it was like, okay, good, we got that, we got that. Mm -hmm. But then we got hooked on that. And like to be a great blocker, you need to show tons of different looks and like get the other player uncomfortable. And he's like, Okay, so you got all these blocks early in the game, and then you stayed in that timing, that rhythm, that look, and the hitters figured out whether they knew it consciously or not, they figured out what you were doing, and you never changed. You know, you just stayed in that. So you're giving that offense the the same look. Right. Like if you just compare that to like an NFL game, if the if one team ran the exact same defense and the exact <laughs> right. same blitz every single play, yeah, you wouldn't do it. Right. But then again, if you're not strategizing, if you're just changing at random because and there's no reason for it, right, then that's also not going to serve you. Right, you can't just be like, oh, he just got um, you know five cross court kills. Let's run a three on him. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, we're not going to just change it just to change it. Like, right, let's right, right. stop the bleeding where it's happening. Right. So he, uh, yeah, he picked that out. And, he, and where we thought we were doing, like, pretty okay, but not getting blocks and wondering why, he's like, well, because you're doing the same thing the entire time.
0: Hitters are getting into a rhythm. Yeah,
1: hitters mm-hmm. got into a rhythm, and then that's why we were never getting blocks in the second set. It was just like, bah, right. done. And um, then, you know. If the front man doesn't do their job, it's a lot harder for the back guy to do their job. Yeah.
0: So. That's what I learned, like, because I've been a blocker this whole time. And then I step behind, and I'm realizing that my moves are based off of the timing of his block. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, you're, you're moving at the same time you're supposed to be, or whatever, depending on what you're doing. But. I didn't realize, like, his blocking style, like, me and Trevor's blocking styles are so different, right? Like, I'm down low, like, doing all this shifty stuff down low, and he doesn't have that flexibility. He's just kind of up top and making good reads with his hands and whatnot. But I'm, like, kind of playing defense, like I'd play behind my block. Mm -hmm. So our timing's, like, off, and I had to realize, like, I'm playing defense for his block and vice versa. And he was playing defense for his style block too which is super interesting I thought
1: something that Rich helped me out with was I was playing too much behind my blockers block like I was I got back into an indoor rhythm where like there's a hole fill it Mm -hmm. and I would be too concerned with filling the hole
0: (laughs) (laughs) keep that we Uh, we don't edit (laughs)
1: And I was like, sh- it clouded me seeing what the hitter was doing. Like, instead of, like, I would see a hole open and I would fill it, even though the hitter was clearly going over high lines. Like, Wait a second. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: why, why did I lose my ability to read? Like, I'm seeing certain things. So then towards the end of last, uh, last season, I started completely ignoring my blocker. And I said, it's me versus the hitter. I don't care where he hits. It's my responsibility. Right. Um, And that's, uh, towards the end of the season, I just started getting digs on digs on digs yeah. on digs. I got something like 20-something digs against, like, Hayden and Theo, uh-huh. which was the first time I've ever gotten, I think, uh, more than two digs on Hayden. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's tough. But it was just, yeah, just a simple, like, one change. Whereas, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so now I'm more in the mode of, like, playing a little bit more one-on-one with the hitter and then hoping that my blocker does their job. But if they don't do their job now, I'm not just hopeless. Right. So that was fun. And I hope I can carry that into next season, the season's
0: coming. Yeah. For sure. There's so much to learn. It's crazy. Like, I feel like, I seriously, like, take a step back. I'm like, I got to learn this game. Like, I got to start learning it because I haven't been learning it this whole time. I'm just like, i feel like i've been winging it but then i step back again and i'm like no you've been le- like you've been learning it with the best in the world and yeah, you're absolutely. doing it at the same level but there's just so much to learn and there's so many people that are good at this thing but not as good as you at this thing and like everyone's good at their certain things so and there's then, infinite things to get everybody's good at he's
1: learning from a 23 year old kid in norway right like, yeah
0: oh well, he that's gets cause... it. Now we got to keep up
1: with him. <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah.
1: Like, when we were studying blocking, like, Rich was like, well, he's the best in the world right now. Right. Um, so we're just going to watch what he does. And we sort of yeah. just picked a few of their games. And
0: yeah. Stuff like that. It's hard to and get. And like,
1: you've been on the ABP now three, four years. And we're like, okay, like, run a spread block. Don't really do that. <laughs> <gonna say> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Mark, like, Mark,
0: I don't know what that This means. guy. <laughs> oh, you? Oh.
1: <laughs> like yeah. I mean, you spend a time with Like just leave your hands outside your shoulders a couple yeah. of times. He's like, what do you mean? Oh, it's like, really, I like, really. I don't have time to explain actually, this right like, now. They're not yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just put your hands
0: wide. Uh, did I do it? <laughs> well, they started wide. <laughs> I tried so hard, and then I was like, oh, man. Dude, whatever. split blocking's hard. Cause, I mean, <laughs> I, I had it down, like, when I was... I feel like I did it kind of a lot when I was younger. So when I came out with Hayden and we practiced it, I was like, I had it down. Yeah. But then I'd stopped playing for, like, two years. And then I was, came back and playing defense, and we, we haven't really run it much. And I went out one practice to do it. I was like, holy crap, I, like, lost it. Like, it's really hard to keep your hands out without putting your head down and, like, watch the ball
1: and then be active with both with hands with two okay, hands yeah. separately and be like okay yeah. if he goes over here now I'm gonna have to bring this one over here but leave this still Sometimes, and then the, yeah and then you can't be like this like this needs to be you shaped can't be perfectly. straight out this, you can't do this which you, is your natural reaction yeah. you have to be like Huh. you have to shape it <laughs> yeah and then so you hope that somebody's like tall enough and has long enough arms to actually do that type of block because yeah, yeah, if right. you're 6'2 and you're going like like this like I'm not gonna block that's it that's you have right, to, set, really you have to
0: <laughs> set your base up in the right spot and if the ball is off the net then you're audible because good luck split blocking on the ball that's off the net you're you're just standing in the middle right. yeah. and doing nothing basically yeah uh, but you have to decide all that from like now to now yeah so and good, feel it good luck. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, okay, I don't know where he's going, and he's not giving me any tells. So now I'm going to be out of here. That's fine. Yeah. And no, then I'm you get so hangin. used to that, and then you're like, ah. Uh, and then the ball's like right here, and it's yeah. like on your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. like, I did the flip block, right? Trying to get it <laughs> you,
0: you nailed it. <laughs> Touch my hat. <laughs> Taylor's just coming,
1: knocking yeah. your sunglasses <laughs> off.
0: Yeah.
2: That's why I, like, nerd out so hard whenever, because ever since, like, we played, I've, like, moving your hands independently as a blocker is so hard. And no one really understands that until you're, like, in beach volleyball, because, like, you're like, oh, I can move my hands, so, yeah. like, let me go. But then you're at the net, and you're like, oh, they have, no, they're going together. So I watch, like, Jake Gibb, like, drag his seam oh, hand like a master it, and I'm like this dude is he's ridiculous. So that's good. so hard to do. Yeah. And it, it looks like it's totally natural and easy movement because you're literally just like letting your hand come with
1: you, but it's so hard. I it's think like some something that like he's really good at is kind of being up and being like three quarter extended. Yeah. And then like finishing into it. Mm-hmm. Like I know that sometimes I'll see you jump and you'll be like mm-hmm. don't know okay there yeah like you jump and then you wait to see where somebody's about to hit and then you throw it it's like
0: hanging them up there where and then also like once you're up it's not just coming back down it's like peeking and then hanging them a little over that split second longer Mm -hmm. and that's like where they'll hit a cut or something and it'll just graze your finger but enough to where it lands on their side instead of yours kind of thing but blocking independently is, is super difficult um it's so unrewarding the way that i think about it is like (laughs) yeah
1: you can do everything perfect
0: and not get the point it's like all right totally Yeah. (laughs) yeah the way i think about it is like you know your call so if you're blocking line don't let them hit low line like that's the first thing they might hit a high line but don't let them hit low line so like go up set yourself up and go put that hand on that low line and now you don't need two hands for that. That hand's there, so now the other one's free. You Don't need two hands for that. People don't get that. Right? You're like, no, That's like not you seal it. You're That's like, not
1: this. That's, now that I sealed it with my of. lineup, now this guy can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Now Super. I can
0: go high line and funnel to my guy, or I can steal that low seam.
1: Yeah.
0: Or whatever it is. Also, like people don't get that, like breaking your elbow actually like you makes your hand go straight over. Yeah, more penetration, and your hands are now the right angle to block it. Versus this, so now it's gonna graze off your fingertips. This is gonna
1: blow people's minds <laughs> when they hear like.
0: Well, good luck going out there and there doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not hear, but that hand didn't stay. We it's did tough. It.
1: We, we tried doing it, and it's tough because you know, like a lot of a lot of the guys I coach are like B A level mm-hmm. and some before, and so you're trying to teach them certain things, but you you can't put ten years in. Of experience into like one practice yeah yeah yeah. so we teach the majority of b and a players like you should not be blocking if this guy can't hit hard enough where you can't just catch 10 out of 10 balls you shouldn't be blocking. yeah you know like period and so then they just kind of get upset mm-hmm. where they like no I, I need a blocker or i need somebody tall yeah no you don't you need somebody who can pass and set yeah. Like and just look and place the ball. You don't need a blocker to win a B. I right. guarantee you, an A V P player can win a B or an A standing. Oh, for sure. And that would just prove to you, like that you do not need a blocker to win tournaments. Mm-hmm. You just need ball control and vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, Masco um, qualified
2: pretty much standing.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> with what? With a cut shot and a high line <laughs> every time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we were doing this like kind of one drill um, at our classes, and it was just. Uh, poking a ball and then they would wait until they see if it's up there and then jump and get it because most people just always jump like at the same time as the hitter Right. and then there are those moments where it's like wait a second jump after it who had it the uh, Buttinger Chase had this one highlight um, maybe somebody posted it for him I don't know but it was somebody's down like on the ground about to hit hit a cut shot and uh, he yeah, waited the ball balls. got halfway to him <laughs> it was your know, mom yeah. the ball got halfway to him then he jumped and ah. then threw it down Yeah. and it's like everybody outside the top eight blockers in the country would probably jump with that hitter instead of knowing that this person has to hit it up waiting to see where the ball is and then mm-hmm. dunking it yeah.
0: it's like oh, man. the longer you wait the better your vision is yeah. because things are now happening rather than you committing to a move once you're in the air you're in the air you can't change your center of gravity. You can like wave your hands around and change your hands in the air, but so the longer you're on the ground, the more control you have, you know. You can at least jump sideways or jump in directions or take a little micro step. Like it's amazing what a three inch step will do. Like Mm -hmm. that's gotten me so many blocks and lost me so many blocks. I'm like, oh, take the step. Yeah. Cause I mean, Three inches at the top of the net is a lot, but when you think about it at your feet, you're like, eh, whatever. It's jumping from the same spot. Right. But that translates to where your hand is at over the net, too. And not many... Everyone... If you watch everyone's feet, set goes up, set their feet, and then jump. Probably fade one way or the other a little bit. Not... You watch really good players. Set their feet, micro-step, go. So it's that little adjustment that, like, people don't realize. Especially yeah. if you're not seven foot if you're 6'9 right.
1: something like that you can get away with well, it well that's the you thing like, like people, six 6'6 six blocker or six, yeah, six, like, Exactly. Three your feet like Bill Kalinske like alright he's not roofing people but the mm-hmm. man gets more touches yeah, than anybody yeah. I've ever seen because yeah. all of the stuff he does with his feet totally. way before yeah.
0: anything but if you study like Anders mole like that guy gets away with a lot of yep. whatever the, just, just, his ass just on his get up there like, just get <laughs> yeah. up there and he can be like, I'm blocking the line. Nah, you know what? I'm going to take sharp angle. It's sharp angle. not just it. And whereas like, most of us are like, I'm in the line. Like, the, you're digging yeah. the angle here because like, I can't reach that.
2: Yeah. I feel like teaching people how to block based on Anders moles, like teaching kids how to play basketball based on like Steph Curry. It's just like, not a good idea. Like, you see, just, he just pulls just, up five
0: shoot. feet. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I can shoot from half court. Fine. Yeah, yeah Steph does it. It's like, like, Anders does things that, like, I can't do. So, like, I'm not going to try to emulate that or I'm going to look like an idiot. Okay.
0: But at least but, Steph is one of those players that looks like the average Joe somewhat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he's a lot bigger than he looks in the NBA. Uh, whereas, like, Anders is, like, the Dwight Howard kind of. Yeah. yeah. Where Or, like, KD, I'd say more, you know? Yeah. Where he's, like, seven foot but with handles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, you can't teach that. Just, yeah. Just good luck.
2: Yeah, I think like if you want to see blocking, like find like a Smedens, Kolinsky. I think is a great example because yeah. like that dude is like the most fundamental blocker. He's just like hands, feet, and mm-hmm. low press. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah,
0: create. You gotta be creative too. Yeah, I, I think Kolinsky's not that creative with it.
1: Yeah, but he's uh, he's getting every ounce of anything he. can No, have, I agree. Like I- what he's given, and yeah. he's an absolute. He's workhorse. doing what works totally. He's yeah.
0: It's not as f- the funnest to watch. Yeah. But
1: well, you're not really fun to watch either.
0: He's t- Whatever. That's fair. <laughs>
1: A little fire sometimes. I mean. I, don't I, don't know. Know.
0: <laughs> I fire up, I punch ref stands.
1: Padded <laughs> once. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still broke it. <yeah. laughs> what would happen if it wasn't padded?
1: <laughs> I think like for any players out there, probably mm. one of the most important things is finding a player who has similar physical abilities totally, yeah. as you yeah. and, like, a similar stature and be like, okay, yeah. that person's that high, doesn't jump like an animal. Like, you could be mm-hmm. 6'4", but not have a 45 Troy Field-inch vertical. So if you're 6'4", and you're trying to model Troy Field, no. Like, right. stop, yeah. because he's going to hit a sharp angle. It's the three-foot line, and you're never going to do that. Right, Like, I wouldn't model myself after him if I were a young player right now. Right. So I think people got to spend more time, and maybe the AVP could do a better job of that, and they're doing a decent job of that, now showing, like, two courts on, mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, it's but, um One of, the, like, the unsung heroes, I think, of beach volleyball is Jim Schaefer. Yeah. Um, from Mission Beach Volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has been posting matches on YouTube. And he cuts for the AVP. up, too. Yeah. For forever. Yeah. And you get a chance to see players who, like, look and move like you... So that you can then be like, okay, I'm going to watch this guy over and over and over and over again until I get it. Like, yeah. Todd Rogers, he was 6'2 two and i I'm 6'2 a half. I was hurt for a whole offseason, and I watched every one of his matches. And I came out on day one in Huntington Beach. And this was six or seven years ago. And I saw how he won jousts, and it was crazy. He didn't push and, like, release. and didn't fight any tight set. He saw that the blocker's hands were there, and he would just, like, the ball was here, and he would, like, Swing with all his might, straight, meaning to like knock the other guy's arm over, right. and that's how he won all of his like things that would otherwise normally be a fifty-fifty joust.
0: People are going to like hold it, and then he just hits it yeah. through. Like.
1: Yeah, and I I was like, I saw it once, didn't even notice it. Saw it a second, third, or fourth time, and then I was like, that's just how he wins that play, hmm. and nobody stops it. Yeah, and I came out on like day one, of my first first season down Huntington Beach, and there's this big six-nine <laughs> guy there. I got like four or five tight sets and did that same exact thing every time. And I was like, I hadn't practiced it because I studied film and I studied somebody who looked like me. I picked something up. and I was like, I would not have won those points last year yeah. if I didn't see that.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good call. That's what you did, right? When you pretty came much out. That's how I learned is just through YouTube. So every time I do get a coach, I'm like, oh, my God.
1: It's mind-blowing. You guys <laughs> have a YouTube channel now, right? This is, this, yeah. These are all coming yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Do a little exchange. Let's go! Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, uh, I'll throw people trade. to you. Make sure they're all going to Sandcast. We'll yes, throw, throw some to people. you. If you're watching,
0: that's what it's all about.
1: Hunt down the Better at Beach YouTube channel, where we do a bunch of those. Better at beach. Actually, yeah.
2: where, uh, where can the listeners find you in, in all of your different oh. avenues? We got um,
1: Volley Sh- Camp. We got Better at Beach. Yeah, Volley Camp Hermosa is like our local classes here in Hermosa. So if you want to come to a camp, or if you want to come to classes or your private lessons. Um, or video analysis. Like mm. I told you, I like, spent two hours with Rich and changed the entire
0: way that we yeah, play defense totally. for the rest of the season. I so you'll sit people. down with athletes?
1: Yeah. And don't break down video? Sit down with them. Uh, we screen share. Oh, nice. So I've done it for people in Australia, people in Canada. Nice. Um, we did it for this one dude in Austria. And a great. bunch of yeah American players. And I say, all right, just all you got to do is tape a match. It doesn't have to be a tournament match, but you playing against boys. And I guarantee I will. Pick something up that yeah. you can take on or, or use better. Right. Just go through film together. That's awesome. Screen sharing. And um, so that's all Volley Cam for most of stuff, okay. anyway. And then online courses like workouts, everything like that like a serve receive course we have up right now, a 60 day strength and conditioning plan. Nice. Just specifically for beach volleyball players. Um, that's all on betteratbeach.com. Wow. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Dope.
1: So, Good deal. And most of it, um, probably like. 75% of it we post on YouTube for okay. free. And if you want to work closer with us, then work closer with us. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. I know we don't have a ton of time. You're heading out to... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here good here. Really I'm soon. Um, I did want to circle back. Uh, we got... You mentioned that you were disenfranchised with the FIVB, and then we got into coaching and stuff, but back to kind of looking at your 2020
1: schedule, mm-hmm. and if you had kind of figured anything out. And- Haven't looked at it other than the AVP schedule. Um, I will start looking at that now this was <laughs> like this section of the year is focused on me just like rebuilding the business getting yeah. my body back yeah. all the imbalances that happened during the city during the season Yeah, like, get my body so that it's ready to be strong and fast and athletic again Yeah. Um, but no I'd uh, of course like to get back on the world tour I did it strong did it well like the mm-hmm. season that one two tournaments we played together in Brazil yeah. I was doing well oh, there yeah. I had Kurt Topol as a partner yeah. and we were like beating solid teams took a dude
0: we should have made the the Rio Grand Slam we drew Beeler Strasser and they we played pretty well they were careering they they beat us barely oh, I still watch that match you watch it I do <laughs> I don't want to think about it but then they went on and beat Evandro and Pedro and like they won their pool in Rio against the Brazilians. It is literally the best tournament of their career. And yeah. me and Mark, our first tournament together, because Hayden was hurt. Yeah, I flew him down, or we flew down to Brazil last second, and uh, and we were playing good, but we drew them like careering. That's for yeah, sure. so that's a world tour's crazy. And there was
1: stuff like I was like, I was trying to. We didn't have practices together yeah so I was like okay how do I be Haydn for I was kind of and I was kind of
0: just talking like the way I talk with Haydn because you kind of wanted that but it was still like I was like okay and I'm just yeah. it's just like a lot of information and yeah. And it's we hard were, to learn quickly yeah we were trying
1: to I don't know I was instead of playing like the way that I just wanted to play or the way that I was going yeah. playing, I was like all right let me kind of change it up and, and try to like run I'm gonna a little to yeah, <laughs> yeah like I'm going to be Haydn like, yeah. and that was a huge mistake yeah I actually just like Played up and down volleyball, which I had been doing, mm-hmm. um, and said I was just kind of like spraying things and wondering if he was gonna be there, but doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't work out often. Sometimes it does. Like we played, played pretty good theater. ball, though. We did.
0: And, I mean, that was a grand slam. Like that was yeah. the whole world was there. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of disappointing. But then we did a helicopter ride over Rio.
1: That's right.
0: From we the did do A helicopter <laughs> ride.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, Jesus you do stashy, so much, right? you
0: think that you forget this. stuff. I should write that stuff
1: down. <laughs> yeah
0: man you guys have had some good adventures together. yeah we have yeah that's weird just random <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even seem like it like, me and mark don't spend that much time either but yeah we've time. done a lot it's pretty epic <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we go building heights
0: we... right yeah i guess so <laughs> jumping off shit being in helicopters yeah bungee jumping wow but that's no cool. i'm gonna uh get some definitely get some world tour events
1: I, but uh, i'm looking at it a little bit differently now um yeah I think a few years ago I was like driving around the South Bay and I'm not bragging, but I wasn't like the dumbest kid in school. And I just kept wondering like how these people in Palos Verdes have these million dollar houses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. there cannot be this many people, like statistically, that much smarter or right. better than me. Right. It's just that they're finding these avenues or the right button to press. And if you apply the same pressure, like the same the same amount of pressure to a different button this one will send out dollar bills and this one will like make totally. it, it will make it rain poop on you yeah. <laughs> um and i said okay so it's not that everybody who is wealthy is a genius right it's just that they're applying pressure in the mm-hmm. right direction and i think yeah. that applies to like a lot of things yeah. you know you could work as hard as you can like i said <laughs> with ian uh, when we were doing that one block mm-hmm. and i was like we're applying all of that pressure right there and if we just apply a little bit of pressure here it will get completely different results yeah. but i looked at that and i said so I just got to find the ways to apply some pressure, and then then I got into real estate, and so in like in the last three years, bought six houses. Whoa! So, yeah, that
0: works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, found a couple of little like application pressure secrets, and it's nowhere near generating any money right now. It's like almost broke even, but uh, in two years it'll start being. It'll start right. Coming once I paid off some like big initial loans and right. people that trusted me. Um, yeah, I turned uh 75,000 into six houses. So, Whoa. and now they're and they're all cash flowing. Sure. So they're that. all giving me money. Right. Each month. Um, I'm gonna
0: need some
2: lessons. You get the next lesson, <laughs> but <add> better be good.
1: see I'll use <laughs> I use the camp like knowledge and then I'll start like a real estate thing. Um, but no, it's that's been a learning experience and lost some and won some, but it's like all right. I need to start planning for some type of future like i've had a lot of adventures and that's cool Mm -hmm. and looking at tournaments and going all right i can't make any money by going there so now i'm trying to find ways of like with the youtube channels and and things like you guys get going Mm
0: -hmm.
1: all right well even if you go to sleep for three days your youtube videos are still showing right um and if you have online courses built that's bringing you some kind of money where you don't need to be physically present and right. at least something is developing. So I'm starting to look at tournaments a little bit more financially where right? right. it just used to be like, yeah, I'll go to Wapaka and spend $1,300 on travel to win like 800 bucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to win. <laughs> yeah. It's a great player's party. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I think that's it. And I think the the more... And one message that I wanted to like put out before people go, if they're still listening, <laughs> is if you love beach volleyball, 1,000%, the best way to help it grow is to like, comment, and share anything that anybody who does something for the sport puts out there. Like, everybody who watches this should share this Sandcast episode. Mm-hmm. Bar none, because nice. once big companies see like companies who have money to spend and need to know where to put it, once they see like how awesome the beach volleyball audience is, right. and that they are supremely dedicated to the people who put the content out, like mm-hmm. the McKibbons, Chris Austin is starting to put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy and Casey get it um, as far as like yeah. uh, social p- social media. Right. But once those big companies see that everybody likes, follows, and shares, they'll be like, huh we should pump some money into the sport because they have really loyal fans and they have a really loyal, like, grassroots. And for everybody who's been complaining about not enough tournaments, not enough um, sponsors, anything like that, and you don't hit a like or a share or a subscribe button, you're you're complaining and doing nothing.
0: Right,
1: yeah. And I (laughs) I hate people who complain and don't offer or attempt a solution. So... um, if you do love the sport and if you do love like this, this podcast, you should subscribe to it right now and you should go out and share it and like it and boom. And that's, yeah, it's going to help these guys for sure, but it's going to help the sport because mm-hmm. again, the more people see that, the more those companies with extra dollars who have no idea what to do with it, the more they right. see it, the more they're going to be like, oh... Let's throw it in beach volleyball again. And then the more we can make shares. for
0: our fans and every, for... Yeah. The then there's going to be more
1: tournaments. Right. Right? You want to see more tournaments? You want to see a tournament in your home city? Hit a subscribe button somewhere. Right, yeah. yeah. Anywhere. Totally. And that'll be your free donation to your sport. Yeah. yeah. So I I think um not enough people understand that likes, shares, subscribes are, have monetary value, but they're still right now, currently, free for people. Right. It'll be interesting to see in like 20 years if... Okay. Likes game. and shares become like monetary donations. Huh. Like if imagine if you only had like a thousand likes. And so to
2: give out throughout the to give out throughout your
1: life. You know, <laughs> oh, like whoa. you had to like <laughs> I see what you're saying. take some. I'm I'm waiting for somebody to come up with some sort of social media like yeah. that. Whoa, where that's it's like that's interesting. Kind of currency and like if you like something more, you would take a like away from that thing, and put ah. it there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: So it would, then, be, it would be weird and, and interesting, yeah, and yeah. very
1: like futuristic Black Mirror type yeah. of stuff, but. Uh, yeah. Like you're a thinker you always wow. got I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the board of ideas in your house <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right that's right two giant whiteboards filled with the next two years of ideas
2: love yeah. it um, heck yeah now we uh, we have switched up like the final question that we yeah. ask our guests so we, you know the answers are getting a little repetitive so we figured a little change of pace here let's go uh, in the off season I like season. surprises um, so our question our new question for our guests at the end of every episode is what is your why in beach volleyball
1: what is my why in beach volleyball? Oh, man. What is my why in beach volleyball? I want to play a flawless game. And I, th- I think the pursuit of that is, like, is really valid. Like, to, to just play an entire game perfectly where, like, you read everything, you made the right decision each time. It's not really a why, It's not why I keep going. It's something that I right. want to pursue. Right. Um flawless flawless match would be nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um That's a why pursuing that. Whether so it's a match. whether it's actually attainable or not. Mm. I think
1: um it goes a little bit beyond beach volleyball for me. Uh it goes towards getting a platform. And then what do you do with it? Um, Like, for example, if if I went and in 2024, like qualified, um, started like making some Sundays in the next couple of years and then got to the Olympics. Yeah. All right. Now you're on a soapbox. Now people are listening Mm -hmm. and you have sway. You have power. No matter what people say, like you have power and it's your choice at that point. How do you use it? Right. And if you're the type of person who thinks that you can make the world a better place or thinks that your ideas will help make the world better that's your opportunity to then start influencing right so um i think my why is more get the platform to start making the world better and i think i do that successfully through my coaching um i teach people how to be better partners um how to talk to each other i relate talking to your partners the same way that you relate like talking to your girlfriend or your wife like Mm -hmm. you know how you don't want to nag about the one thing right. every yeah. single day. Like yeah. you have to choose your battles, and like right. you gotta let something go. And if somebody's like down and out, or they just made a hitting error, or somebody just had a bad day, you don't kick them with something worse. Right. Like you can't keep putting somebody in the ground. So you, you teach people relationships and how to be better people once you have certain platforms. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, in the end, now that I think about it, that would probably be it: getting a yeah. platform to help make. Even a couple people, just a little bit better, make their
2: lives a little bit easier. Love it. And That's you real. have that ripple down or that ripple effect that you mentioned. That if you get one piece of advice from a coach, that wins you thousands of points. Then you tell someone else, and it wins them thousands mm-hmm. of points. Mm-hmm. So the ripple effect for that is huge. and You live forever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs>
0: Legends never die. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Heroes
2: get remembered. Yeah.
0: Legends never die.
2: Well, thanks hey. for coming on. Hey, it's, uh, it's about time we had you on. It's
1: been been a while it's fun yeah it's fun yeah sure. cool. absolutely hope we can do uh more of these yeah Maybe for sure i don't know share it split them i'll have you guys in a for webinar sure. i think people would love to see you guys both do a video analysis Ooh. with me like just go through one We've pro match about one, like one of your that. own yeah let's and do it and uh let's do a, a dual episode
0: let's so we could
1: just like pop it out at the same time and then um i think people would like it
0: let
1: do it yeah. this is what happens when you put three volley nerds in a room that's right. Like, how do, we, how do we look at our games? And, like, what do we criticize about ourselves? And, like, yeah. what are we actually looking at? Yeah. Because you could watch, totally. you know, those YouTube videos that, that we watched for mm-hmm. a year. And then somebody came along and go, why are you looking at that? Right. That's yeah. not what you want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Todd Rogers has a funny story. I don't know if you guys ever heard this. I don't know. But he's like, you could, be, you could look at somebody and not actually know what's going on because he used to practice on each beach, East Beach in Santa Barbara, and he had like a slap tear in his shoulder. Oh yeah. (laughs) And people were always like emulating what he did because he won for seven years in a row. And he was like every time he set, he would the only way he could get his hand above his head was by moving his his shoulder like this. He had to come in
0: first. Yeah.
1: So he was so like hand setting because (laughs) like this would lock up. Yeah. And he said at the end of the summer, he saw like everybody in Santa Barbara hand setting <laughs> because like Todd Rogers does yeah. like not knowing that he's just got an injury really funny. <laughs> he actually can't get his hands up Yeah, I, I thought that was hysterical that's like, hilarious Yeah, you can look at somebody and be like ah and make up a reason in your head yeah. if yeah. you don't actually hear uh, huh. makes a difference Yeah, I like that that's pretty that's funny. A good one <laughs>
2: <laughs> love it well uh good luck with the off season preparations, get back in the weight room, have a great holidays. If uh, we don't see you before then. Merry and, Christmas, uh, to everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry to Christmas. Everyone. Yeah. Love it. And uh, shoot, we'll get back on the beach soon.
1: I'll love it. I appreciate I'll, it. Uh, thanks guys. Later. Cheers. thanks for watching. Subscribe, like you. Oh, wow. <laughs>